Hey everyone, Jason here. If you haven't already done so, head over to the link tree in my Instagram or LinkedIn profiles and swipe my free worksheets. There's two, there's one for pricing and negotiation and there's a second for direct client marketing. That's Linktree with a full stop between the R and the E forward slash entrepreneurial translator. That's Linktree forward slash entrepreneurial translator. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the show. You're listening to Turn Yourself Into a Booktab Freelance Translator, and you're listening to your host, me, Jason Willisley. Um, My first point of business today is to wish you all a very happy new year. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas period. I hope you re-energized, recharged your batteries, Um, and I hope you're looking forward positively to this year ahead. I've seen two strategies in my emails. Either people look back on the year just gone by, or they look ahead on the year to come, whichever way you do it, um, with resolutions or, or perhaps not. Uh, Whichever way you do it, I hope you you do it in a positive way that works for you. Let's talk about email edicts. Um, I have three email edicts or or mantras or or hacks, I suppose, that I just can't live without. Now, the vast majority of my work is carried out in writing. A little known fact about me is I don't actually like using the phone too much, but I force myself to do so to make sales calls, usually a couple a day. Keep conversations going with prospects or start conversations with sales prospects. So here are three quick email hacks that I use to boost my productivity or just control my email, keep it under control, uh, because I do get a lot of email these days. Number one is I reduce the back and forth when I'm scheduling calls and meetings, so sales calls, sales meeting. Busy people do not need five, an exchange, uh, a five email exchange to set up a call or a meeting. Uh, they appreciate when you you are succinct, you're concise. So I use I use a very navigable visual structure. I use bullet points. I'm very concise in my my written communication. So that's number one. Edict number two is that I make use of the no response needed when necessary or as much as I can. And busy people absolutely love this. So if I'm sending someone an article, I think they might like might like or or just something that doesn't need an immediate response, I will say, no response needed, and that's okay, just to make clear that I'm not expecting a response from the person I'm writing to. So that's number two. Number three is I advise being very creative or use your autoresponder very creatively. I have started doing this uh, particularly to free up time on Fridays. So a typical Friday autoresponder might be something like, thank you for your email, In order to free up time for high-value projects, I'm only checking my email today at 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock. If you have an emergency or would like to contact me urgently, please call me on, blah, 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 and we can discuss your need. Kind regards, Jason Willis-Lee. So that's a typical uh, responder I might put up on a Friday. So number one, I'm being very clear to the person writing to me when they can expect a response from me. And number two, by giving them my phone number, which they have any on my, anyway on my emails, I'm uh, allowing them the possibility of calling me if it is really urgent. Um, and it probably people won't really call me unless it is actually an emergency and they cannot wait until Monday, uh, but I'm still being helpful at the same time. So those are three uh, email productivity hacks or email edicts that I, that I apply in my daily work. As a bonus, I just want to quickly discuss the concept of diffusion of responsibility. 
A few years ago, I was attending, uh, I believe it was an ELIA Together event in Barcelona. ELIA is the European Language Industry Association. And there was an excellent session on why we should not have to respond to group emails from project managers. And project managers will typically just say hi or hello. There's no personal, there's no personal name being used in the email, which I feel is, uh, is a courtesy. Uh, so I, I certainly don't answer any emails, any emails that do not have my name. But it's actually turned, uh, there is a term for this in psychology, which is diffusion of responsibility. And everyone getting a group email kind of assumes that somebody else is replying. So there's no onus on the person to reply at all. And that's just the jargon. It's why group emails that project managers sometimes send out are never a good idea. They think it's cutting their work short. I think in the long term, it probably leads to more long, uh, longer work or more work. Uh, and that, at least that's not a good idea for translators or suppliers. So that's just a quick bonus piece of information, something I stumbled on entirely by chance. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's that's why that's what explains this. So I hope you enjoy that. And until now, thank you for listening. Until the next time, I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. If you've made it this far through the podcast, hopefully you like it. If that is the case, please hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to say hi, just head over to Instagram and send me a direct message. I would be very, very grateful. Thank you and see you next time.